the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is hump day. Glad you guys are getting over the hump with me, whether you're riding in your car on the way home, enjoying uh, the dusk of this beautiful evening here in San Diego. I'm not I'm not minding at all that we got a little cloud formation, a little 68 degrees, because we had a summer of lots of humidity. Uh, whether you're listening on the stream or in, in any of the cool ways that the kids listen these days on all the different devices. And also, by the way, if you miss any of uh, tonight's show or any show, uh, be sure to check out my podcast. You can download it wherever you can find any of your podcasts. Uh, one of my favorites is Spreaker, by the way. Uh, email me at andreakshow.com. I try to check uh, my emails during the show. And if they're interesting, I will read them during the air. And they almost always assuredly are. Our live call-in number is 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. I've actually got like a pop culture question for you guys out there. Because I saw a dude do something at a baseball game that was like no bueno with his girlfriend. Okay, but I'm going to put it out there to y'all because maybe y'all think that this was appropriate. I don't know. We're going to talk about that. But if you think that that's appropriate, you might have thought something that Joe Biden said on a hot mic today down uh, when he visited Florida for the hurricane uh, the hurricane relief efforts. You might have thought that was okay. I'll share that with you guys in a momento. Breaking news today that should really be the number one story across the country has to do with our elections and a little compromise done by the Chinese Communist Party, in my opinion. And we'll share that story with you guys later on in the hour. I'm super glad that it's Wednesday. I'm super glad that that means that financial thought doctor Dave Elhoff is going to be with us later because it is hitting the fan economically for us. You think it's bad enough, San Diego, that you're almost at $7 a gallon of gas, depending on where you are in the county. Oh, did you hear the announcement from OPEC today that they are going to be cutting back the production of oil by, I believe, 2 million barrels uh, a month? And it's going to get really, really ugly. And the Biden plan to combat that is exactly what you would expect. It's to continue their war against the energy sector here. Uh, so stay tuned for financial thought doctor Dave Elhoff later on in the show. Before I go any further, I got to bring in the man with the moves. At least he has me moving every night when he fills in while DJ Potato Skins is out. Of course, I'm talking about the dude that got an email from a listener last night because she was falling in love with this man's ability to play some good tunes. I'm talking about DJ Jalapeno. Let's get ready for Jalapeno! So I am going to get to the breaking news that is about our elections. But and I was torn. I'm like, what's the number one story do I lead with tonight? Do I lead with the frightening, horrific, 
yeah, China is involved in our election story? Or do I lead with the story involving the occupant of the White House who was installed like toilet paper, who's in bed with the Chinese Communist Party and can't step to a microphone without humiliating himself in the country? Hmm. What do I go with? How about I lead with the occupant of the White House, the president of the United States, even though he didn't win it legitimately, the commander in chief who sold off in a treasonous career corrupt, grifted manner, the office of the vice presidency, without question, and continues to call, and and which makes him, even if he wasn't continuing right now to trot his son around the world and cooked up deals, even though we know Hunter Biden is still involved with business enterprises involving the Chinese Communist Party, he is still currently compromised. Let's start with this guy. So he goes down. First, he went to Puerto Rico first, right, to see the hurricane aftermath of the of I don't remember the name of that hurricane that hit Puerto Rico previously. So first he goes down there and proceeds to tell the Puerto Ricans that he was raised in a Puerto Rican community. Uh huh. Yeah, this was after at some point he was in a black church and told the black church that he was raised in a black church. So today. (laughs) (laughs) He goes down to Florida, right? A MAGA state and an anti-woke, ultra-nuclear MAGA DeSantis state and proceeds to tell these people down there that he knows exactly what they're going through. Yes, he does. He does because at one point his home was hit by... (laughs) His home was hit by lightning at one point. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. I cannot even believe 80 million votes. Y'all really believe that that this dude got 80 million votes because see, he's been this stupid. He's been that ridiculous. This is why he had to drop out of the race for presidency when he was running for the nomination in 1980 because he got busted and had to admit he was plagiarizing. (laughs) He, He couldn't even plagiarize well without getting busted. And then to make matters worse, I didn't want to take the time to try to pull the audio because it's really um, it's it's really hard to hear. Uh, but everybody's playing it if you want to Google it. Plus, it would just make Jalapeno his day longer having to try to edit it out. What's the point of trying to play an audio clip that you can't really hear because of an F-bomb being dropped, right? So then after Joe Biden embarrasses himself yet again because he's so narcissistic that he can't have a meeting with the family members of the 13 military that that who died directly as a result of his actions in Afghanistan, he can't have a meeting with them without talking about himself losing his son, who did Bo, who didn't die in any way related to the military. He ha- everywhere he goes, he has to completely in such a narcissistic, sociopathic manner talk about himself. So on top of all that. He ends up in a conversation, a short one, a brief one with the mayor of Fort Myers, in which he he has a conversation that I can't even figure out, even reading the transcript, where he starts talking about how um, you can't, and he's on a hot mic, you can't argue with your brothers outside the house. What? You ain't got a brother down in Florida. At least, at least in a DeSantis, I don't know the political, uh, you know, leanings of this Fort Myers person, but... Um, they're, they're, what, how does that even make sense? I don't even know what that means. And then he goes on to say, um, you don't you don't F with a Biden. No one F's with a Biden to which the Fort Myers, uh, you know, mayor stupidly responds, in my opinion. Um, uh, he says, uh, gee, 
D right that no one F's with him, which, you know, I, I guess I could give him a pass that there has been good coordination with FEMA and the citizens of Florida. I wouldn't have said that to him. I would have said, uh, I would said, uh-huh, you know, um, thank you for coming. And I would have walked away. I mean, I think this is, I mean, why does he have to make every conversation? This is such SPS, in my opinion. Who knows what SPS means? Do you know what SPS means? Jalapeno. Let me no. do, okay. Let me let me give you a visual so you know what SPS means. When I'm out in public and a dude tries to compensate for a shortcoming that he's got somehow in his life, and we all know how you dudes compensate in one way or another. Typically, you're trying to impress people with how tough you are. Um, I'll show my little pinky. I'll hold it up, and that's the symbol for SPS. Everywhere he goes, this is an eighty-something-year-old man who tried to talk to a dead woman the other day, and. Yet he's down in Florida, like some kind of deranged mad dog who's got who's got the mange, I guess, trying to pee on DeSantis's territory. I, I don't know what he was trying to do with this, but it's absolutely despicable. Completely trying to hijack the event like he does every event to make it be about himself. And then, of course, at, at the same time in which he's trying to, you know, corn pop everybody down there. The way he did end his statements to the people of Florida was as as embarrassing as you would imagine. Let me see if I can pull it up here. In Arizona, then makes up the entire entirety of the state of New Jersey to the ground. Gone. Gone. And so the thing I plead with you to do, and I'm sure you will, we're going to get you all through this. You're going to get because of the grid of all of you. But when you get it done... When you hear it happen somewhere else, remember, this is the United States of America. We're all in this. What? He's talking about Arizona? Down there when he's a, a, a hurricane? I mean, this man is just a complete bumbling fool. Absolutely humiliating. Before I take a break, I'm going to quickly go to the phones. It looks like Ramona's on the line. She's got something she wants to say about bumbling buffoon Biden. Hey, Ramona, welcome to the Andrea K Show. Hi, hi, Andrea, it's Ramona. Hi, yes. Oh, hey, I, Ramona. Home. Hi, I just had to call in because I, again, have the displeasure of seeing him on TV today. And I don't know if you noticed, but if you take a glance at his wife's expression when he started the next statement of utter stupidity, I thought to myself, uh, I had enough of him. It, it was uh, reflective of who he is as a man in American, the way he conducted himself when our soldiers had to go to an early grave because of the way that he choices he made breaks my heart in Afghanistan. He's an embarrassment to his family, mm-hmm. to our nation, to our military, even to to the legal profession. He's a, I am so disgusted at the state of our nation. Chaos everywhere you turn, in yep. families, on the street, in the subway. We have no peace, and this is our leader. Mm-hmm. I, 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 then don't better they advise him, don't talk or yeah. get somebody else that's symbolic of American strength, not, I mean, if he has issues with his mind, okay, deal with it, but don't keep putting him in front to further embarrass our nation. I do believe this is intentional to keep him, I'm speechless and disgusted. Do you think it's, when you say it's intentional, then I'm going to have to have to go take a break. Do you think it's, do you think this is the Democrat party just, you know, embarrassing him, providing more and more evidence to, to force him to uh, admit that he's not going to run in 2024 to try to push him out? 
I, I, I believe one thing's for sure. You want to put your best foot forward. When you want to run a nation and a nation that we're blessed to be living in, you don't, you don't present your number one guy continuously in this light. Yeah. Knowing if he true. I mean, it's, it's illogical. Yeah. You don't, you, you will go to, you don't go to a, a high school reunion, college reunion, family reunion, and then, show up like that, even if you're not having your best month or year of life, you show up and you present your yourself in a most uh, favorable light in, yeah. in language and conduct, not being phony, but it's, it just doesn't make sense. Well, right. I mean, that's a good point because there was no reason for him to be there. He brings nothing to the equation. Whatever coordination mm-hmm. has gone on, it has nothing to do with Biden. Biden is not sitting in his office deciding who's going to, you know, what, what level of relief is going to go where, pushing buttons to get anything delivered, any trucks, you know, to arrive, any 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 relief packages in any way, shape, or form. This was a photo op, and it was an abysmal mm-hmm. failure. Meanwhile, he's never gone to the border where he actually could do something. Actually, has direct mm-hmm. direct ability to affect the two million. All he needs to do yes. is is take that pen, the pen and the phone that Barack Obama bragged about, and with it and restore the executive order of remain in Mexico and begin proceedings to um, c- c- go back to sealing the border and go back basically all the same executive orders that Trump had in place that sealed the border. He could do that, but he doesn't want to do that. So this is absolutely humiliating. Um, I do want to thank you for calling, Ramana. Appreciate you. Sure. Thanks. Take good care. One last comment I want to make on DeSantis and speaking of the border and the his press conference today. And I'm not sure if he said it at the time when Joe Biden was there or not. Of course, Joe Biden also humiliated himself and others. And instead of just leaving it with a compliment of DeSantis and the amazing way that he as a governor handled this hurricane in comparison to the way the Democrat governor and mayor of New Orleans did during Katrina, instead of leaving it there, he had to he had to take a swipe at DeSantis. DeSantis and climate change, despicable. One of the things I love that DeSantis said today, hopefully it was in front of Biden. I don't remember if it was. Uh, DeSantis started talking about the looting that was taking place and that of the looters that they had arrested, I think they had arrested just recently four, three of them were illegal aliens. And he said, you know, that they needed to not only be arrested and prosecuted, they needed to be deported. My comment is this. Their looting began at the border. Because that's what's going on with these illegals. It's theft of a nation, theft of our taxpayers, looting. They, these illegal aliens pouring across our border are looting our nation. And I wish he had just added to that comment. I'm going to take a break when I come back. Let's talk about the looting of our elections and the looting of, of our elections by the Chinese Communist Party. Interesting arrest that took place out of L.A. But why L.A.? Why not Michigan? And why didn't the FBI... Do it sooner when they knew all about it. Did they bury it just like they did the Hunter Biden laptop? We're going to talk about it when we come back. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. So let me just throw out this question for y'all before I get into this election story. I, this pop culture question is just bugging me to death. Okay. Jalapeno, listeners, baseball game, that's just the moment, right, where the enga- the proposals happen. Dude gets out there because they know it's going to show up on the big jumbotron, right, you know, and then hopefully it's going to go viral on the internet. So dude decides he's going to get on one knee as girl's coming back down the stairs. So it's in front of everybody. Camera's there. He gets on one knee 
to propose. She's all like, <gasps> hand over mouth. It's like the moment, right, that she's been waiting on. She's got lashes on. You know she was hoping for it to happen. He gets on one knee. He proposes. And what do you think he takes out of his pocket? A candy ring pop. One of my favorite pieces of candy when I was a kid, love a good ring pop, but not exactly what you whip out when you're going to go to propose. <laughs> you know, every once in a while, you'll hear like a couple that no. goes to Wendy's for their anniversary because there's something about the couple and the Wendy's. You know what I'm saying? No, the, no, 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 no. What you're, That's the same excuse the dudes were putting out on the socials today when I posted this. What is it with you guys with wanting to offer up excuses that they just must have some some funky teasing thing going on in their relationship? Oh, it just must be that that's just the kind of funky relationship they have. Oh, no. How do I know that that's not what their relationship was about because she immediately instinctively rears back smacks him across the face and then dumps her jumbo size jumbotron size big gulp in his face and storms off and let me tell you i can tell bad acting when i see it this way and he stands up and he's like stunned okay stunned so dudes uh, ladies, 888-344-1170. I'm not even sure if it's even worthy of a question because, I mean, I, I guess my question would be, as inappropriate, obviously she loved him or she wouldn't have been excited he was on one knee. Do you think she overreacted? She, I, I don't think do she Do you even think that was real? Yes, I do think you it do. was real. I do think it was real. I do think it was real. And you know why I think it was real? Because dudes like you were offering up the excuse for him today. So Okay, that first of all, me. you left that part of the story out before I had a chance to respond. I left so what, that's, part, what part out? You left the part out where you, she smacked him or whatever. Yeah, she smacks him. Well, you see, you jumped because immediately you're assuming. Dude, must well, if I don't know the end of the been, story, and you asked been... me what I think based on what I knew. Uh, I don't know. I feel like you jumped in doing what you dudes do. You're looking for excuses for, you know, dude doing something dopey because I get it. Look, there's a lot of pressure on on the dudes for for this engagement moment. That's why you got to know to do better. Okay, you got to know to do better. As my old friend Heather always said, there's two things she can't stand in a man. One is cheapness and the other one is bad breath. Okay, dudes, there we have it. Uh, Lecture over, lesson over. Let's get into a huge, huge, huge story. And it is the announcement that came out last night. And I didn't have a chance to really delve into it. I knew this happened yesterday, but I didn't have a chance to really get into the deets on it. So Gascon, George Gascon, who was under recall up in L.A. as the D.A up there, the district attorney, because he's so soft on crime, makes an announcement that Connick Corporation Chief Executive Officer, CEO Eugene Yu, was arrested. CEO of an election software company. That's what Connick does. And if you go to Connick.com, you can read all about them. In fact, I've got an about us that is interesting. Um, according to this article, and I believe this is from uh, Daily Mail or Breitbart, one of the two, uh, that his arrest followed a, quote, investigation into the possible theft of personal identifiable information of the L.A. County election workers. So immediately, if you halfway paying attention and halfway understand anything that's going on with with not just internal domestic politics, but geopolitical, you know, the world of politics, Chinese Communist Party bad, no business involved in our elections, Right. This dude is a Chinese national. Here's what happened. Quote, when he he had um, basically stolen, reportedly, stolen all this personal data from election workers and 
left it on servers in China. So the CEO of an election software system based here in the States is owned and operated and was founded by a Chinese national who got a, uh, got a $3 million contract out of Los Angeles, L.A. County, to, in 2020 for an election worker management system named Poll Chief Software. And it was used by the county in the last California election. It's this software was supposedly designed to assist with poll worker assignments, communications and payroll, according to uh, George Gascon. Um, Connick was supposed to secure uh, securely maintain the data and only provide access to U.S. citizens and permanent residents. But the problem was, is he stored all the data on the servers in China, personal data. That's and if that's not bad enough. We're told that it had no impact on the tabulation of votes and didn't alter any election results. Do you believe that? Really believe that? We're supposed to trust that? Why in the world is any... Well, let me read you this. Uh, Gascon uh, said that it didn't affect, it didn't alter any of the election results. Security in all aspects of any election is essential, he said, so that we all have full faith in the integrity of the election process. How about this? You want me to have any uh, it, it, faith in the it, it election integrity process? How about you don't give contracts that are run by Chinese nationals connected to the Chinese Communist Party? Or even if they're not connected to the Chinese Communist Party, Should we not be assuming that we should have our elections run and operated using software from American manufacturers? Why would we even take the chance? I guess when we ask that why, why would we farm out our elections to Chinese nationals with ties to the Chinese Communist Party? I guess the answer to that question of why is is for the same reason, like why are we selling our farmland to the Chinese Communist Party, right? Why do we have, like I talked about it last segment, why did we allow a man who had used proven evidence all over the place in the Hunter Biden laptop that was suppressed by T-Bolt and the FBI and beyond and Christopher Ray and Bill Barr, why they hid the evidence of Joe Biden when he was vice president, flying his son all around the world, cooking up deals with the Chinese Communist Party, Ukraine, his brother, deals in Honduras, Iraq, and beyond over in the Middle East, all energy-related. And all those deals, by the way, were were energy-related. Some of them uh, with Hunter, he's involved in one of the banks with uh, ties to the Chinese Communist Party. Speaking of the FBI, we're going to take a break. We come back. The timing of this is interesting. And if I look at Connick and what this company is all about, and the fact that they've actually been involved in uh, over uh, over 30 quote, election clients in North America, in the United States of America? And what did the FBI, and why the New York Times did a report that they did and when they did it? What did the FBI know about this case and when did they know it? We're going to discuss all that when we come back, so don't go away. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea Kay Show, on The Answer San Diego. All right, um, getting back to this election story, 
This just stinks to high heaven. The initial reports of, we're supposed to just buy it. We're supposed to look at Gascon. He arrests this this guy, this founder of Conic uh, Software. Um, we're supposed to look at Gascon and go, oh, okay, see, he is tough on crime. We're supposed to look at this story out of L.A. and, and just accept the fact that it's about identity theft and that they're looking out for us. And that's a bunch of crap. Okay, absolutely a bunch of crap. How do you know? Well, let me read you this. At Conic, election, first of all, you already know it's crap because this guy is facing extradition orders because he's hiding out in China. Right? Chinese national got busted storing election information on the servers over in China. Here's how the company is described. At Conic, election logistics software is all we do. Oh, and by the way, let me back up one more point. In 2020, they signed a contract with with these people. Um, I I I, I want to know at what point in 2020. I want to see more about that because th- was this um, this would have been around the same time that, of course, California was pushing for mail in ballots. Um, I just find the timing interesting. I want to know more about this contract. But they go on and say, for nearly 20 years, we've been refining our software solutions based on the feedback and advice from the election managers we partner with and can confidently say that our technology is among the most effective, nuanced, and cost-saving in the industry. From Connick's first client partnership with the city of Detroit... To the 32 clients we work with in North America, our founder and president, Eugene Yu, has implemented a client-centered approach. What's going on with the city of Detroit? What about all the other cities in America? Where's the investigation going on there? Why is it that the only arrest involves L.A. and the data involving L.A.? Are we supposed to believe that there's no breaches and no issues and going on with the rest of of the nation? This doesn't make sense to me. It also doesn't make sense to me that the timing seems to be a little suspect because he was arrested on October 4th. But on October 3rd, the New York Times came out uh, with a story about how some election deniers are seeking to besmirch with their conspiracy theories a small little software company. This is what Stuart Thompson had to say in his article At an invitation-only conference in August at a secret location southeast of Phoenix, a group of election deniers unspooled a new conspiracy theory about the 2020 presidential outcome. Using threadbare evidence or none at all, the group suggested that a small American election software company, Conic, had secret ties to the Chinese Communist Party and had given the Chinese uh, government backdoor access to personal data uh, uh, involving 2 million poll workers in the U.S., according to online accounts from several people at the conference. The next day, dude's arrested. Some people at Cernovich is asking a good question. He's like, who told the New York Times to run the initial propaganda? The timing suggests that the FBI knew that local law enforcement was going to move and the FBI used its PR arm to front run the, the arrest. Why? What is the FBI trying to cover up? Right. They had to have known for a while because use arrest came uh, this going back to Breitbart use arrest came weeks after Connick filed a lawsuit against true the vote, which I believe is Catherine Engelbrecht, who also true the vote partnered uh, with Dinesh D'Souza and the 2000 mules. 
um, which is a nonprofit uh, vote monitoring organization in Texas on September 12th for making, quote, false and racist accusations against the company. Right. Because that's how the, all this partnership and everything going on with the Chinese country and how uh, Chinese Communist Party and how, you know, our country is being sold off to them and they're taking us over from within that if you dare to question it, you're racist. Right. Or it's disinformation or a combination of both. Charlie Kirk is reporting today that the Chinese Communist Party has actually set up police stations across our country to go after Chinese nationals that are living here, but not following the social credit score and other laws, according to the Chinese Communist Party. Little by little, they're taking us over. But the New York Times article mentions two million people, two million data workers. So we're to believe there's not two, there wasn't two million data workers in L.A. County. That's not what Gascon's arrest was about. Why wasn't he arrested about the rest of the, of the workers? Somebody else put on Twitter, let's remember one of Barr's main, getting back to the FBI cover-up, one of Barr's main arguments against corruption in our 2020 elections was that the FBI didn't produce any evidence of corruption. That's the same FBI that buried Hunter Biden's story, Hunter Biden's story, the laptop, and Bobolinsky evidence. Somebody else tweeted out today, and I cannot confirm this, that the Los Angeles officials had to arrest the CEO um, because the FBI... Uh, tried to bury the case months ago and that federal authorities had an estimated 1.5 terabytes of data proving the Chinese communist infiltration and they ordered a stand down. So just like Bill Barr had ordered a stand down of the investigation in the Hunter Biden laptop story, according to uh, reports, the FBI also ordered a stand down of the investigation into their the Chinese Communist Party infiltration involving Connick. And I think if that's true, I think what happened was I think that they had to do this. They had to they had to sacrifice and do a small little low level arrest because of Catherine Engelbrecht and true the vote. And of course. With the Jan six committee, with the Jan six committee and the attempt by the FBI and the DOJ to claim that anybody questions the outcome of the election is an insurrectionist who deserves to be thrown in the gulag and denied bail. They've got to make sure that they cover up any evidence of fraud. Right. Well, we don't know the extent of what you and Connick did to our election system right now. Uh, we're we're made to believe and they're attempting to make us believe and swallow the crap sandwich of a lie that it was just just some poll workers in L.A. County had, you know, their data propped on a server over in China. Do you? Anybody out there actually trust that now that this has happened, that the FBI is going to pick this up and do any further investigation? Right. Right. In fact, and and by the way, I don't think we can count on uh, the legacy media, CNN, MSNBC, or even Fox News. I think I've got Fox up in here. They're not doing any reports on it. No, um, they're not because, you know, Fox was the first to call Arizona and continues to claim that Joe Biden won Arizona, even though the audits that were done in Arizona proved uh, that there were at least close to 50,000 illegal votes that were cast for Joe Biden and that Donald Trump won the election. All right, we're going to take a break. We got more coming up.
So don't you go away. There was actually an odd, bizarre story involving the Alec Baldwin Rust case. There's a strange settlement that took place between Alec Baldwin and the dead woman's husband. And we're going to talk about that when we come back. Andrea Kay, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. All righty. Um, Alec Baldwin, have you been following the story of Rust the shooting? Um, I know my listeners have. I know y'all know exactly what happened on the set that um, it, that Alec Baldwin was not, in case, let me catch you up though, in case you're not that familiar with the story. Alec Baldwin, in addition to being the star of the movie, Alec Baldwin was also um, executive producer of the movie, and which meant that in addition, and not just executive producer, which is typically somebody who just puts up the money, right? He was an actual like producer of the movie he was hands-on with decisions and involved with things going on on the set because sometimes you'll see a name executive produced by and it's really just the dude who wrote the check and this is important to note because um he actually uh when uh, on set and this was supposed to be an old Western, and Westerns are not my genre, by the way. He's rehearsing a scene, and in the course of rehearsing a scene, um, whips a gun out and violates not just every rule of common sense, but gun safety, including gun safety on movie sets, and decides to point the gun at the cinematographer and those behind the camera and pull the trigger, and Helena Hutchins dies, right? Of course, we know at that point that it obviously it was an intentional homicide. But when you're the producer of a of a movie, you're responsible for what happens in your place of business, right? I mean, if you own a retail store and somebody and you know for example we all know there's all kinds of people out there that are ready to sue you if you've got a wet spot on a on a floor and somebody comes in and slips and falls and breaks their back right you're responsible when you're the manager of a business or the owner of a business enterprise for people's safety and every rule of gun safety was violated every rule as an actor what they're supposed to do is violated and it comes under the guise at that point of it's it can't be considered just an accident when you are responsible for safety and you've not followed the rules of safety on your own set. At that point, there should be and there has been an investigation into um, negligence because even if it's not negligent homicide, even if it's not um well, even if it's not homicide or even if there's a variety of different things it could be, it can be um, just negligence, it can be manslaughter, it can be negligent homicide. It depends on the details, right? His personal behavior was absolutely appalling afterwards from the interviews he did in which he tried to blame her, uh, blame the, I don't remember the name of it, but the the gal on set who um handles the guns there's all kinds of protocols that take place between um the person who handles the guns the producer the actors all these steps they're supposed to follow nothing was done in fact the morning of the death that occurred and the and the shooting there were complaints by crew members there had been complaints for weeks over poor safety particularly involving guns on the set 
Recently, the and we know that there were text messages with her widower in which there was a lot of pressure by Alec Baldwin on him. Uh, the there was recently, I think it was the New Mexico uh, District Attorney Office a- indicated they were looking at possibly four char- uh, charges, uh, criminal charges, including an actor, and that the district attorney had actually asked for additional money. Um, because this person could hire expensive attorneys. Well, today it was announced that Alec Baldwin had reached a settlement with Helena Hutchins's family, and that's not uncommon. Uh, he was sued civilly uh, for uh, responsibility of her death, kind of like uh, the family of um, the guy who died with Nicole Brown Simpson you know, sued O.J. Simpson civilly and they won. So that's what happened here. What I find absolutely bizarre is that her widower said, and I quote, we've reached a settlement subject to court approval for our wrongful death case against the producers as part, uh, including Alec Baldwin. As part of that settlement, our case will be dismissed. He added the filming of Rust, which I will now executive produce, will resume with all the original principal players on board in January of 2023. <sighs> it's hard for me to judge somebody who's grieving, but I can't imagine that if my wife had been shot dead, he goes on to say that, uh, he, you know, he has no um, interest in engaging in recriminations or attributions of blame. You filed a lawsuit against him, blaming him and accusing him of wrongful death. That settlement doesn't make that go, doesn't change that, right? I don't understand this. You could do like the Goldman's and accept a settlement without saying, I mean, it's almost like it's some kind of bribe here. It's almost like this guy used his dead wife in a way to get some benefit for himself in Hollywood. It's grotesque to me. Do you guys think I'm wrong? I just find this uh, unbelievable. All of us believe Helena's death was a terrible accident. No, you filed a lawsuit against him for wrongful death, and now you're calling it an accident? Why? So you can get your name on a film? And why would you want anything to do with this production that not only caused the death of your wife, but the uh, assistant director was shot? It's tainted. It's gross. I would. It, this. There shouldn't even be continuation of production. It should be completely halted. This just goes to show how completely morally bankrupt Hollywood is. I'm grateful that the producers and that the entertainment community have come together to pay tribute to Helena's final work. You think this is paying tribute to a woman who was who was shot dead in the prime of her life as a young woman? Leaving a son without his mother, you think this is paying tribute to her by by refusing to offer recriminations against the man who recklessly and negligently shot her and then blamed her for it in her death. Throughout this difficult process, he says, everyone has maintained the specific desire to do what is best for Helena's son. We are grateful to everyone who contributed to the resolution of this tragic and painful situation. I'm not sure how this in any way benefits the son by going to the man who shot her and basically saying, hey, give me a gig. Have me take over ZP. It's just gross to me. I don't know. What do you guys think? 888-344-1170. Hey, OPEC is cutting production. What's going to happen to your gas? We're going to talk to financial thought doctor Dave Elhoff when we get back. Don't go away. This is the Andrea K. Show. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.